somehow you've done it. You have stuck with us for nine episodes, and you're back for your tenth, the end of season number one of Foxfire Farmhouse, the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. We're glad welcome. to have you with us. Welcome back to the warm hearth. The warm hearth of Foxfire Farmhouse. We've got some music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. We have a nice roaring fire built, crackling. Crazy old lady in the corner. What is she doing? <laughs> Knitting. <laughs> she was the one that talked to you before. <laughs> Come in. Yeah, that was fun. She's, <laughs> she's the uh, the greeter here at the Fox yes. Farmhouse, yes. greeting all who come in. You got to add like cafe noise in the background. <laughs> Although it's just gonna, that? it's not gonna play visually. Everyone's gonna be like these dorks are just sitting there talking. Yeah, we, maybe we shouldn't have done the sound effects, but anyway. hey, we'll see. We'll see what we do with it. Yeah. But we're glad that you have stuck with us and you're here once again. And like we've been just mentioned, this is the final episode of season one of Foxfire Farmhouse. And that does not mean that Foxfire Farmhouse is going away. No. We are going to come back for season two. I mean, we are going away. For a little while. Just for a little bit. And then we're going to come back for season two. Mm-hmm. And season two will begin after the new year. We're going to take a break for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Probably push some content out. We've got some ideas for things that can be running the whole holiday season that are going to be a cr- good time. Christmas surprises. Oh, yeah. Some gifts. Santa is coming. Saint Nick Santa? is showing up. You can't say that. I'm going to say it a lot here in just a little oh, bit. Okay. But before we do, I just <laughs> wanted to tell you that we would really, really love to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you have liked about the show so far, what yeah. you would like us to continue doing, uh, or if you have any ideas for things we could add, things we could do differently, we would love to hear your feedback. Give it to us. Send it our way. Podcast. Right podcast at foxfirefarmhouse.com. We would love to have information from you to know better how to plan our season two. We already have quite a few ideas of things to do. We have movies that we still want to cover that we have not got a chance to talk about yet. We have film ideas. We've got video games. We have all sorts of things that we have in the brainstorm session that we want to talk about. (laughs) But we want most of all to serve you and to give you things that are helpful to you. So if you would let us know. Let us know, and uh, we'd be glad to think through those things. So, to introduce this week's episode, we're going to get to a theme here in a little while, Mm -hmm. but right now we're going to introduce things that are cool, kind of recommend some stuff to you. So my recommendation for this week is a movie that is on Netflix. It came out, I believe, two years ago in 2019, holiday season, and that is the movie Klaus, Mm. K-L-A-U-S. Never seen it. It is a beautiful children's film. It's an animated, hand-drawn movie. That, that never happens. They, I know. They made it hand-drawn, but then what they did is in the, in the post-processing of it, they did lighting effects. So at a glance, you would think that it was a 3D animated film. Hmm. So it's very interesting. It's, it doesn't look like a standard 2D. You know, this isn't like Emperor's New Groove yeah. or old Disney. This is something that looks fresh but that is still all hand-drawn. So you get the magic of the hand-drawn animation yeah. along with the beauty of like incredible sets and hand-painted uh, hand-painted characters, yeah. but painted with depth. And it's, it's just a really gorgeous film. And it's the origin story of uh, Santa Claus, basically. Hmm. And it's this postman who's incredibly, has an incredibly posh lifestyle mm-hmm. back in the big city. His dad is the postmaster general. And he is in the training corps for the post postal service, but he's terrible at it. He, he's just a lazy, posh bum. Mm-hmm. And he's gets kicked out of the training 
and is excited to get back to his silk sheets. But then when he gets back, his dad actually graduates him to a postmaster and sends him to the town of Smearensburg, which is on the very end of the map, up north in an icy, cold wilderness. And it's the furthest flung place on the map. And he's got to start a postal service, and he has to get 6,000 letters uh, sent through the postal ser- post office in order for it to have been successful. And if he does not do that, then he is cut off from his family's fortune. He's out. He just has nothing. And so he has to go grow up out here. Well, when he gets out there, he discovers that Smearensburg is not just another little town. It's a town with two families feuding like crazy. I mean, this is Hatfield and McCoy's. They're always pulling pranks on each other. You just need to watch the trailer and you'll get to see some of the types of gags that they pull on each other. And so they're at each other's throats. They don't talk to each other. They hate each other with a passion. And there's like a long history of this hate Mm -hmm. that's been going on. And so they show up. He accident, accidentally, well, with some prodding from the uh, ferry boat master, uh, rings what they call the battle bell. And mm-hmm. then the battle starts, and he's in the middle of all of it. And that's his introduction to the town. And eventually, he ends up deci- uh, having a picture drawn by a sad child yeah. in his bag. He goes to the woods, woodsman's cabin in order to... Uh, try to get the last letter, the last place he hasn't checked to see if he could pick up some mail. And when he gets there, he finds Klaus. He doesn't actually meet him, but he's this scary, huge old man with a big axe, and he's terrified, thinking he's going to get cut to pieces like by some axe murderer. Mm-hmm. And he books it into town, but he leaves this letter. Klaus shows up then, wanting to deliver a package to this kid who's sad. And that's the beginning of a story of this man giving packages to these kids who write him a letter that's awesome and it is the it is my favorite santa claus movie by far it's a beautiful it santa claus films. it beats the, santa claus oh yeah the santa hands, claus hands santa down. claus movie oh yeah 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 definitely are you talking about the tim allen one mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I, I would totally watch this over the tim warm allen. And fuzzy part of my heart that has that movie I, in it i do love <laughs> i do love tim allen santa claus yeah but uh yeah anyway so that's that's my recommendation that's what i think people Sweet. should go check it out check it out it's on netflix i, I will watch, watch it, it all year around but I have it's the great at christmas time yeah so that's what i got what do you I'm got sold um well i got a great show that my that i started watching with uh my kiddo it's a disney show it's called bluey mm. Mm. What's some that parents about? might be super excited that i'm talking about this but it is a, an australian show uh, it's made in Australia, all Australian cast, um, and it's it's about the a mom and a dad and their two daughters. Uh, the oldest daughter is called Bluey, and it's uh, the name of the show. and And it's basically just the day to day life of these kids, and it's drawn so so beautiful. And let hmm. me let me phrase this: they're all dogs. Just so you know, <laughs> they're they're like uh, dogs. You just like stand on their hind legs. What is that called? anthropomorphic anthropomorphized yeah and so like they have their houses and everything and uh it's just it's so for one aesthetically just a beautiful show it's so well done all the little twerk all the little quirks i love quirky shows where like they have like little hidden details that like add humor it's so funny it's so heartfelt a couple episodes have made me cry because they're just so heartfelt about like the heart of a father and that's my one of the greatest things i love about it is the dad character in it uh it's a very real dad character <laughs> um in some of the the best and uh funny and kind of worst ways in some ways it's not he's not just a dumb dad he's he's a dad who has such a heart for his daughters 
and loves them and plays games with them and act, like gets like does these imagination games with them like it's opens the first episode is he's he's uh, pretending like his daughter is a piano and so he's okay. he's playing on and playing on her belly and then there's this magic xylophone that they can hit and when they hit it uh it automatically makes people freeze and he's like no 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 not the magic xylophone and they hit it and he like freezes and he just lets uh, them okay. like draw on his face and whatever and uh and then they hit it again and he unfreezes and so nice. just the whole episode is is the dad and it's not magic you you see the dad like laughing and you see like all these things but to the kids it's just so magical and they just love it and That's there's cool. so much of that like there's an episode where the dad goes to home depot and he goes off and he's just sitting there in line while the, it goes back to the mom pushing the kids in the cart and they're like grabbing like all of these these paint things for free the paint swatches oh, right yeah and they like make like a little like table and they're like would you like a burger and they're like feeding each other and then and it cuts back to the dad and he's just like i think i need a pizza oven and he like gets the pizza <laughs> oven and it's it's just it's really just a heartfelt wonderful show That's cool. and it has a mom and a dad and it shows the the problems and just the blessings and how they can be used in their kid's life and i love it that's cool yeah that's great anyway and that and that kind of dovetail, dovetails into our subject so what are we talking about we're talking about a question that was given to us or a subject given to us by a question from a listener nice yes that's a that's the correct so way the first, to say that the first time yeah yeah i was uh i was talking with one of our listeners that we actually personally know and uh he was uh he was like hey uh, now that you've destroyed Christian films, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just like now that like I, I realize that they're they're marketed at us and all this stuff. Like, um, I don't necessarily want that to be like all that my kids are ingesting. What? How do you find a good Christ, a good uh, good children's films? Like, what do you show your kids? What What are some recommendations? And like, what? How How do you go about that? How do you go about educating your kids and and giving them good stories? So when you're, so then when you're looking at Mm -hmm. like Netflix and you're scanning the kids section or you're on Amazon or wherever you are, what, what are you thinking as in regards to selecting movies or shows for your kids? So what I'm thinking is I think through these things and all of which can become pitfalls if you focus on one thing in particular. So for one, a lot of times you want something that, that will capture your kid's attention and that, and that's where most of the world stops. They stop there. They're like, Oh, got to find something to just throw my kids on or whatever. And you get things like, and I'm not, and I'm not, not guilty of, of putting my kids on Coco Melon <laughs> and having them watch Coco Melon or whatever, uh, for while we're making dinner or something, just throwing that on the background and they're playing with toys and it's just something that's fun and there's fun little videos. Um, but you can't just stop there or on like baby Einstein's. Uh, another thing that I think of is just like the content, like, like we talked about earlier, what's the story? What am, what are my kids getting out of this? Who are the role models in this? Who is my kid going to look up to in this story? Like How to Train Your Dragon, they're immediately going to put themselves in the in the foot uh, in the shoes of uh, Hiccup. Hiccup, and how does Hiccup relate to his father? How does Hiccup relate to his friends? Uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't like Luca, because Luca he is just so disrespectful to his parents, and it's actually rewarded. And he's, and I don't, I don't like things that like the kids like, yeah. And the kid gets, gets the one up and it's glorified that he's choosing something and that he's smarter than his parents and that his parents were just misguided the whole time. Like I want somebody who's, who had, who respects their parents and that way my kid can see stories like that because I know it's going to affect them. It's not a question of whether or not films affect kids or adults. Uh, 
but it's a question of like what films are you ingesting what stories are you ingesting books movies music yeah so but yeah, yeah. How, how do you come at that question a little bit i think that a lot of times uh well for one let's just admit that this is a really difficult thing to do mm-hmm. because how much content how many hours oh, of footage can a kid watch right yeah. like and so if you're someone who lets your kid watch a lot like if you're or even moderately mm-hmm. one movie a day that's that's two hours a day mm-hmm. uh like w- w- you end up with hours and hours and hours of show you TV, put, you movies, send your kid right? to practice for two hours a day so just put that in perspective like you're it's it's right. it will be yeah. affecting your kid if you watch show them a movie a day then you're you're building something yeah in them and, and so that's a lot of content. Yeah. And so if you as an adult, you're the parent, the one responsible for what your kid is ingesting, has to filter and think through all of that content, mm-hmm. like that's a massive task. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to start with like sympathy for mm-hmm. other parents yeah. who have to wrestle with what is good and what is bad and what mm-hmm. do we like and what don't we like. Yeah. And so I think what ends up happening is that the categories that we uh, adopt for what is mm-hmm. good and bad become super simplified yeah. just just out of out of sheer uh, practicality mm-hmm. that I can't have super complicated rigorous standards for movies because yeah. what that means is I have to watch every movie that my kids watch before mm-hmm. they watch it mm-hmm. and I have to think through and analyze how is this. Mm-hmm. Is this good or is this bad? And mm-hmm. I have to develop my own criteria. And now we're talking hours upon hours of work just to let my kids watch movies. And so I, I would say one way to help with that is to let them, like, don't let them watch as much, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that then yeah. that makes your job a little bit easier. Yeah. And there's plenty of studies about, like, how much yeah. kids should or shouldn't watch. And I, I, I don't, I'm, we could talk about that at some other point. I'm not mm-hmm. great with the data in, in yeah. that. Uh, space but what i would say is that i think it's obvious that your kids shouldn't be watching like hours on end yes of tv regularly so mm-hmm. in our house basically the typical practice is that friday night is always movie night and then saturday morning we watch stuff and pretty much friday night the kids watch one movie uh, and then we'll watch something after they go to bed and then saturday morning they can watch basically all morning like so mm-hmm. we don't we, saturday we, morning cartoons. we just totally binge yeah. right like when it comes to those times mm-hmm. but then the rest of the week it's very uh we basically don't watch anything else yeah unless it's like a holiday or there's some kind of different yeah. special occasion yeah like then we'll watch something but mm-hmm. anyway that's that's pretty much our regular practice mm-hmm. i mean we do we're not rigid in that so we do yeah. deviate from it but mm-hmm. that's pretty much on a typical week that's what's happening mm-hmm. uh but but even still that's a lot of stuff yeah and so I would say the the first part where my wife and I started was I don't know what I don't even have know what I think about movies and I'm still processing and developing mm-hmm. and thinking through what do I think makes a good movie and I've yeah. been thinking about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever I'm going to do, the first standard is I'm not going to let my kids watch something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Part of that is just for my sh- sheer sanity because mm-hmm. we let our kids watch a lot more when they were younger mm-hmm. than we do now. Yeah. So when we were letting them watch a lot, it's mm-hmm. like, if I don't like this movie, I'm going to be seeing it like three times a week. <laughs> and so yeah. I really mm-hmm. am going to go insane having this thing in the background. Mm-hmm. So my criteria, yeah. number one is, do I like the movie? If I don't mm-hmm. like the movie, if it's not something that I find engaging as yeah. an adult, then it's certainly not pushing my kids, mm-hmm. right? Like it's certainly not, uh, 
it doesn't give them room to grow. Mm-hmm. If they can comprehend it on its first viewing, yeah. then I'm not developing my kids. But if it's the kind of thing that can reward regular viewings, mm-hmm. like the, I think it was, I, I forget the exact context of the quote, but C.S. Lewis said something about that, about what makes a classic book mm-hmm. is that you can return to it again and yeah. again and again and keep getting, like it keeps being valuable yeah. each time because there's a depth to it and mm-hmm. a truth to it that's yeah. really valuable. And so I think that the same thing is obviously true in a movie Yeah. that if it's the type of movie that doesn't reward another viewing, uh, then, you know, why watch it? Yeah. And, and that can't just be the visceral. The problem with movies as opposed to books is that yeah. a movie can still give you that same roller coaster ride every mm-hmm. time yeah. and be just as worthless. You know, yeah. just be a piece of garbage. It's like candy. Candy rewards. You put on baby Einstein, <laughs> it'll it'll keep it'll keep parents sitting there hypnotized. It's pretty crazy. You'll just you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, My kids are no longer here. I've been sitting here for like five hours. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, 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 the dark magic the, of you like you like wake up and you're like what where have i been where have i been what year is it <laughs> baby einstein got me again ah, oh, dang it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah you don't you certainly it's it's certainly a pitfall like yeah. but what like an, a, a good a good example of something that i've continually watched and that i watched at uh, an older age that eric enjoys is uh like lego movie Oh and yeah. that yeah, one, that great. one, that one's always enjoyable. And there's so much in there that you can just see something different every time yeah. and, and enjoy it. And, it's good and I think, so I think that the, the, to maybe backtrack to the parents needing easy, uh, criteria mm-hmm. that the, the two criteria I find, I hear parents say a lot mm-hmm. and, and, and I've, I've, uh, worked in this space. Uh, the job I had before I came up here to Washington was I worked with a YouTuber and we created, we had a kid's channel Yeah, and, a kid's channel that had more than 150 million views on it. I mean, like, you know, we had a lot of, we we were doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, the two main things were, it needs to be clean and Mm -hmm. it needs to be educational. Mm -hmm. And that was what fit the space. That was what there was a demand for on YouTube Mm -hmm. was clean educational videos because Mm -hmm. if it's clean, the parents don't have to worry about content. They're not going to want to put their kids in front of something that's going to be raunchy. Like Mm -hmm. stay away from anything bad. And so that's obvious. Yeah. And then because parents want to justify the fact that they're letting their kids, giving their kids their phone and letting them watch, you know, hours of YouTube videos mm-hmm. is it has to be something that's educational. It has to have some kind of value outside they're of learning colors. Yeah. If I'm ABCs. learning my, yeah, exactly. If I have something like that, then I feel like it's it has Mozart in the background. <laughs> they must be getting smarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was easily disproven. Anyway, <laughs> but we, li- we listened to Mozart all growing up. Me and yeah. Elijah, mm-hmm. that was the only thing we listened to. And look, at and where here we, we are. Here we are. <laughs> look at where we ended up. Look, mom, <laughs> I have a podcast. I have a podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is just what our parents always dreamed yes. we'd do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, it's that kind of like, uh, education and clean. Yep. And so you end up the, the problem is, though, mm-hmm. is that education and clean is such a, number one, I'm very skeptical about education in movies mm-hmm. and videos, period. Yeah. So go read uh, Neil Postman's Amusing Ourselves to Death. And his idea, w- one of the things is just that the medium of video is mm-hmm. inherently entertaining. So yeah. it, it, they, it aims at entertainment, mm-hmm. so, which is really bad for education. Well, like Sesame yeah, Street, it's, like, it's almost antithetic. Like antithetical. it fights it. Yeah. It fights it so hard because it's distracting you from like engaging the uh, like it's it's trying it, it because there's so much stimulation happening on screen. 
mm-hmm. in order to get your attention and keep your attention. Mm-hmm. It's not demanding anything from you and it turns you into pa- a passive state of mind. Mm-hmm. And that passive state of mind is not where you learn. You learn when your mind yeah. is active. And so you, ha- so that just doesn't work. That's so, why reading comparatively, you actually have to engage your brain to read exactly. something and to engage your imagination to like, right. Not, not debating and, the fact that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when it comes to though, engaging more passively, mm-hmm. then, uh, storytelling becomes better for mm-hmm. that type of medium because you can be a little more passive mm-hmm. and still, uh, there still be a communication of that main story and the idea. Yeah. And that will shape you more than mm-hmm. learning, you know, how many species of animals live in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Like you learn that kind of number, you're probably yeah. never going to remember it again. Or, you know, those but kind of like hard learn, details, yeah. yeah. And you can watch like a movie and learn what chivalry is. Exactly. Just, just right. through like almost like an osmosis, entertainment osmosis from a story. Yeah, because your moral imagination is being shaped. Yeah. Like, uh, well, oh, I just... Oh, that's nice. Brain went blank. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like yeah. even even things like uh, the concepts of bravery or courage in the face of fear, yeah. that can be learned through a story mm-hmm. in a way that, like, because I'm passively consuming this, I yes. it gets me into the moment where I am like, I am terrified of what's about to come, and I'm on the edge of my seat about what are they going to do? Is he going to be brave enough to stand mm-hmm. up and fight? And I'm scared, and so surely this character is scared, mm-hmm. you, you know. And, and you you step into that role in mm-hmm. kind of role play, yeah, in the story in a way that then informs the next time you're in a scary situation mm-hmm. with a lunch lady at school or what yeah. that you're able to actually stand up and you have an imagination that's formed to think about how to respond to those scenarios. Yeah. And so, so then the storytelling becomes more front and center, the value, yeah. the value proposition of the kids content. Exactly. And and I think it's also your perspective of education too, of what's educational. Like, yes, because right. education is more than just memorizing numbers and colors. Like there's obviously way more into yeah. like, you're like, you're not going to put your kid in front of something that he's not going to learn anything from. Like, right. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a true statement. But the thing is, is what we're trying to do is just broaden your scope as to what what actually counts what, as the education. What counts as education, yeah. and a good story is education. It's it's that that undergrowth, that that muddy undergrowth that uh, Wilson talked about. It's what it's what all these things come out of. It's what all these big pillars that you're trying to teach your kid of, like what's like actual like school. It comes out of these right. things, and their decisions that they make in this life come from like what what's underneath. So like when we're reading stories about. Uh, or watching like uh say like for my daughter and she's she's watching I, I want her to see good like what what is a good man and what is a bad man obviously she can see that in real life and into my own life and those are the greatest tools but stories are also helpful you don't want her to like see somebody who's a horrible person like be portrayed as good or vice versa somebody who actually is is admirable has who has good qualities is portrayed as like some some bad guy right yeah that's and and that's where it becomes difficult that's where Mm -hmm. because i think that story is actually the bigger education and the more important one uh than the straight up here's the numbers here's your schooling Mm -hmm. because because even that one of the postman's ideas was that if your kids are being taught by by schooling Mm -hmm. by video or by entertaining methods Mm -hmm. you are actually teaching them that teaching and learning should be entertaining the Mm -hmm. problem is is that it's not 
It takes no. work. It takes a grind of applying mental energy to actually comprehend something. And if your kids grow to think that it's education is supposed to be entertaining, that can be bad for them. That's that's the greatest. Like that's why we teach all of our kids math, and most of the time, math that is higher than they will ever use in their life is because you're teaching them to think. You're teaching them to to be disciplined and to do things that aren't like it's it's like when you're educating your kids you're not educating them to become like these like rolodexes that just right. spit information and facts out you're teaching them to think you're teaching them exactly. to right. to love to learn and to have the ability and the tools to navigate life and to learn uh whatever skills and obviously there's specific skill sets that you are teaching your kids like you want them to be able to multiply absolutely but that's that's not like Ultimately, you want them to be able to learn how to do that. Yeah. And because so, because they're, you're never going to be able to teach them everything they need to know in life. No. They are going to have to become self-teachers, self-learners, yeah. and be able to do that on their own. Like, and, my parents didn't know I would be an electrician, so I, I never, like, learned Ohm's Law. Like, that's something that I was taught in my job, but my parents taught me how to learn. Exactly. So then I could go apply, right. like, I can go apply that yes. into how to learn something, and I was able to pick it up quick Absolutely. because of the way I was taught to learn. And so I think like one, so with my wife and I, for instance, I had read Postman and was pretty, uh, pretty convinced by that. So with my children, we have, we have deliberately stayed away from anything educational in terms of video, anything educational in terms of schooling, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if they're doing math, they're not going to watch a video for math. If they're doing, uh, Anything that relates to the core subjects. Now, like just the other day, we w- watched a drawing video, right? Where they mm-hmm. copy and mm-hmm. someone's drawing and they're copying it for fun, right? So in that sense, it's directly educational. We watch documentaries about yeah. uh, animals, things that they wouldn't be able to see mm-hmm. in other, you know, like they're, so they're, I'm not saying that we never let our kids be educated by videos, yeah. but just that when it comes to what the kids are watching in their, in, in, like, I really deliberately stayed away from anything that yeah. was explicitly educational mm-hmm. because I didn't want them to think that education is supposed to be all fun and visually stimulating. I yeah. want them to try to at least give them that heads up that, Hey, no education is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that your kids are, you know, going to yeah. be, it doesn't mean that your kids are never going to learn because you let them watch something educational, mm-hmm. at, you know, a young age. It's yeah. just, that's how I'm thinking about it. I think, it. I think, yeah, that, and that also explains certain things like about our culture and the fact that we're so like, I think, our one of our biggest gripes in like the workforce that I work in and like industrial and the industrial world is that when we go to training, we don't like death by PowerPoint. But the the thing is, is that came from somewhere that came from the fact that that's yeah, how right. things used to be yep. used to be. And, and people are actually able to understand it. And it was actually effective to where people, but the thing is, is it's no longer effective because of the fact that they, people have catered to uh, learning being entertaining. Right. And so, and it doesn't mean like I'm, I'm all for, I don't know. That's a, that's another you don't want, discussion we yeah. probably could have. About you don't want learning to be dry, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously uh, you want them to you want enjoy to subjects yeah, like yeah. Right. history. You don't want history to be just like, like yeah. And so there would be a place for like documentary are, yeah. stuff. It's just that you, you, there is a value to more than just the explicit educational content yeah. that, it, that is an educational value and mm-hmm. is at that age, probably more important mm-hmm. than the strict educational stuff so yeah yeah so the problem is that evaluating stories Mm -hmm. is difficult and hard work i mean we i have a hard time doing it with the stuff i'm watching and even like the on we've been talking about movies for this 
season and we're going to continue talking about movies, but yeah. like we talk about movies and it's still a, a mental exercise to try to think through, is this story healthy or is it good? What mm-hmm. is it saying about the world? And yeah. is that healthy for me yeah. to keep going back and watching this? Should I rewatch this? Like, And that's a lot of work then for a parent mm-hmm. to have to do that for every one of their kids' yeah. films. But it is the work that we have to do as parents. Mm-hmm. And so I, would, I just encourage people just to do what you can. Yeah. And so start with... Uh, there's a, there's a lot of good movies out there. Start mm-hmm. with, I, I mean, we could give just a, a couple boiler examples, list yeah. of like things to watch, but like Iron Giant. Yep. Iron Giant. I love the Iron Giant. How to Train Your Dragon. We mentioned How to that Train one. Dragon. The whole series is wonderful. All good. There's uh, a TV show on Netflix called uh, Hello Ninja. That's two kids playing ninjas in order to get typical household chores done. Yeah. And it's classic, like moral mm-hmm. education within an adventure yeah. story twist. Classic Bluey. Winnie, the, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Winnie Pooh, Pooh is oh so good. Oh my goodness, yes. It's yeah. good content. Um, uh, the Little Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've watched that. It's really good. No, I've never watched uh, that one. We'll come back to that. Maybe someday. We should do a stop motion episode sometime. We should hey. come back to that. That'd be yeah. fun. I did a little uh, stop motion. Episode. Klaus. Uh, you got yeah. What else do we, do we got? Uh, trying so to think of some other things. So many. So Disney Pixar. Yeah. On the whole, like I would say, they're all mm-hmm. really good. They yeah. do have that trope that you already talked about mm-hmm. in regards to like Luca, mm-hmm. where there's the the uh, Stephen Gradanis. He's a Catholic mm-hmm. critic, and he's I don't know if he coined the term or if he is picking it up from someone someone else, but it's the junior knows best, where yes. it's the kid who yeah. actually knows better than the parents, and the parents need to be retrained so that the you know they get on board with the kid's mm-hmm. new new way. Yeah, and that kind of thing is bad and is mm-hmm. present and prevalent in like Disneyfication, yeah. all of Disney and Pixar type movies mm-hmm. and so you've just got to find the good ones toy story though cut out the fourth one don't let your kids watch the fourth one yeah cut the fourth one the out third of your, one's really good i just brain. rewatched that one <laughs> destroy uh, the fourth one i'm all <laughs> yeah i haven't I, actually I, seen the fourth one okay i, I one someday we should uh, do toy story and just let me hate on the fourth one because it is yeah the the antithesis to, to everything it. that yeah. toy story stands for and so good yeah it's it's that's it's i, I want to dig into that it looks yeah, visually they should, they should have never made it. They have really interesting concepts. Now yeah. we're going to get off on. But they anyway, have, yeah, they yeah. have really interesting concepts, like the idea of a kid making a toy. Mm-hmm. Like I love the idea of yeah. Toy Story Forky. world exploring yeah. Forky. Like yeah. that's a wonderful theme that I would love mm-hmm. to see explored. They have uh, just the general theme of what does, what is the toy's purpose? Mm-hmm. What 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 is a toy's purpose in relation to other toys? Mm-hmm. That like are some interesting themes that yeah. tie some into some of the conclusions the, that they jump to are probably not the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> and and this one just kind of undermines what I felt like was the philosophical underpinnings of Toy Story one through three that yeah. were so good and so interesting. Mm-hmm. I really like Kung Fu Panda. Uh, That's Kung a great Fu Panda one. Is it, actually yeah, really good. It's a good story, and it's um, very entertaining for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cars one was not bad. Yeah, uh, I like Cars one. Yeah, I I don't love the Cars movies in general, but Cars mm-hmm. was pretty good. Uh, uh, let's see, what are the other ones? The Incredibles. There's a Incredible. family film. Incredibles, Incredibles is interesting. Two wasn't yeah. great, but I liked Incredibles. Yeah. Incredibles one, yeah, that's definitely like, yeah, a fan. I would say a family one, not necessarily like just like a kids. Kids like there, I think there's a definite like a difference between like the two. I think that one's like more like it brings the bar up a little bit above a lot of in terms of subjects. Like mm-hmm. it's more closer to where like the adults are are starting to get a bit more than the kids at some points. Um, yeah, and, and I would. Yeah, and I would. That's another thing I would say is that a lot of times what parents want to run their kids to is something like uh, Octonauts or the Crab mm-hmm. Brothers or you know mm-hmm. the kids shows that they Which are can, enjoyable. But. And and they're enjoyable, but but they're but they're so they're like 
cheese puffs or it's like watching I mean? it's like csi for kids it's procedural like it's the same same formula every episode yeah and, and it, it just it doesn't have the like there's something valuable i think to your kids being able to sit through a two-hour movie you, you know mm-hmm. what i mean like that the, there's that long form story arc that they have end. to follow mm-hmm. a longer story and stick with some characters for a little bit of time mm-hmm. and shoot above your kids age range in terms of what you're letting them watch like they mm-hmm. don't have to, kids can kids are emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. right like they're they're not as yeah they're not as dumb as we often think they are mm-hmm. and they can, they're able to follow your life and they know when you're in a bad mood yeah. and they know when you're in a good mood and they know how to play that when they are one year old, you mm-hmm. know? And so they can watch a movie that has that Emotional kind of tension. Depth. Yeah. And if it's a good movie, yeah, then you'll find that they're able to follow it and pay attention and they can, they might not know the details mm-hmm. of what's going on, yeah. but they understand this is scary and they know to cover their eyes and they like, they, they mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, and I just think that we need to put more of that in front of them. Yeah, they, they can take a lot more than we think they can. Exactly, and I think that like that that just leads into like some like when you're when you're raising your like in particular when I think about my son like and compared to my daughter and obviously there's 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 some differences in what like you show like I'm willing to show my son more scary things than I probably will show my daughter at some points um, just because of the nature of him being a young man. Um, and and that that just leans into the fact that, like I want him to watch things that have great great examples like I said earlier just like great like princes great warriors great yeah. like all these things so you can be like I want to I want to do that and then you can see that and just like the like as they grow up they imitate them like for me like I imitated Jedi like when I was oh, yeah. outside yeah. and I was Jedi I was a great archer I was I was all of these things and I would play in these worlds where like I was I was this hero and and that and that's just the nature of a boy so you want him to you don't want to keep him in this like infantile level or like, you want him to see like things of like action and men of, of strength and valor and like all of, all of these subjects. Yeah. And, and I would say then like in that same vein, like let your kids watch movies with you, like find the movies that mm-hmm. content wise are okay for your kids. Enjoy them and together. That, yeah. That, that are way above their pay grade, you know, watch, uh, the seven samurai or watch, uh, you, you know, and, and mm-hmm. let them come in and watch with you. You know, you don't necessarily, I mean, depending on what you're trying to do, you obviously content-wise, <laughs> check the movies. But yeah, to, yeah, you don't have to make them sit down with you. But like, yeah. if they can take more than you think, mm-hmm. and so introduce them to old movies, like black and white movies, mm-hmm. cowboy. Them- a lot, often, it's cowboy movies that most most boys are like. Yeah, it's kind of a pass right, in, right. in certain circles for like cowboy movies, and that that affects a lot of a lot of young boys. They're like, oh wow, that's a, that's a real man. Yeah. He's doing tough things, and I can I can grip my teeth and yeah just let them just let them see more yeah then and, and even if it's like a a, a uh, like we we watched la la land with our kids right? yeah like like that's not a movie that they're getting all of what's going on mm-hmm. but like there are they can watch older films than just kids like don't mm-hmm. limit their diet to just what is good for them right yeah. this is the kind of thing that you don't like you don't not let your kids have steak ever you mm-hmm. want to introduce them to steak and you want to teach them to appreciate the finer things in life. And ultimately as they grow up to be teenagers. And I mean, th- so you and I are talking very yeah. much from the perspective yeah. of people, parents with young yeah. kids. Yeah. But I'm assuming that as you get to the teenage years or the mm-hmm. adolescent years, that the goal is then to transition these kids to things that are more flavorful than, mm-hmm. you know, like the incredible. Now the thing is, I love that, yeah. but you know, like, yeah. yeah, you want your kids to come to appreciate movies for mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah, in a in a bigger way. So yeah, just you can they can probably do a lot more than you think they can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just one of one thing that I uh, 
that I wish I would have done maybe when they were younger is have create a movie list of things that I know I like, right? Like, so what are the, even if it's just 10 movies, what are these 10 movies that I know I'm okay with? Mm -hmm. And then that way I'm tired or like in those classic moments where you're sick and you need a babysitter. And so Mm -hmm. you, you know, hire your friend, the TV, like that, that, those moments, if you have that list of your 10 to 20 films that are always okay, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to think you don't have Mm -hmm. to like go and analyze a film and kind of sort through Netflix to to decide every time. You, yeah, you can just say, "Okay, kids, go pick one of the movies that we have, have on the shelf." Over and over again to your yeah. kid, like, <laughs> and, and, it, and and there's things you pick up on on the tenth watch that you didn't get the time before. If it's a good thing, mm-hmm. and you can come back to yeah. it, and so then just like then that way it takes some of the mental work out of you know that. Now, like for mm-hmm. our family, I try to like plan our Friday night movie night, mm-hmm. and so give a little bit of extra thought to mm-hmm. what are we going to be watching. Yeah, and then that way. I'm not sitting there, you know, scrolling through endless pages yeah. of Netflix trying to decide what is the next thing. Mm-hmm. But then I have something I'm wanting to watch that's particular. I've already done the research to see about the content and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's never going to be easy. But you just got to yeah. plug at it one movie at a time. And then over the course of a lifetime, you'll it's have a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> you can also yeah. go to foxfirefarmhouse.com and get what recommendations we have so far which have not really been updated but need to be updated yeah Yeah. we'll we'll uh we'll pop some more stuff on there but uh yeah that's that's our recommendations for how to go about yeah tackling kids content yeah so if you have if you have because we are parents and because our kids are watching stuff we're always looking for more stuff for our kids to watch so if you have recommendations of things that you've seen send them our way Mm -hmm. and like we said at the beginning of the show uh this is episode 10 the last episode of season one. We will be back after the uh, holidays. Indeed we will. But we would love to hear from you in the meantime. What are things you would love for us to do? Mm-hmm. What are movies you want us to talk about? Mm-hmm. What are themes you want to talk about? What are questions yeah. you have about movies that we could address? Any ideas you have? Any of them. We would we would really enjoy breaking down some of these questions. Like we just enjoyed breaking down this question. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good so good little thing. Send them our way. Podcast podcast at foxfirefarmhouse.com and we can get those plugged into our queue for this next year. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. This has been yes. a lot of fun. Season yes. one has been more fun than I expected. I've always I always enjoy coming and recording. It's always fun. It's it's a fantastic time. So thank you for being here. Uh, with us at the Foxfire Farmhouse, and we will see you after the new year. So, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, see you on the other side. Bye.